Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boys and girls, for another special edition of the Michael Deacon program, live and direct right now. Yes, you heard that correctly. We are actually live in real time. Yeah, you could pinch yourself. It's real, it's actually happening. This is a celebration of life, as always. And tonight we celebrate yet again with another show, another dose of the Michael Deacon program. Oh yeah. We love that here, and of course we are joined by a veteran here on the program, Mr. Robert Stanley. My goodness. Oh yeah. Michael Deacon, my baby. This is correct. That is all accurate. Oh yeah. Hold on to your butts. Here we go, boys and girls. We have another fantastic show just for you. It'll be one to remember. So they say, let's kill the noise. Kill the noise, they say. I think I heard that once in a rap song. It was one of those ad libs. Kill the noise. Or at least I think that's what they said. It could have been uh, something else. Regardless, folks, I am ready to bring in our guest, the man of the hour, none other than Mr. Robert Stanley, who, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing him right now in real time, uh, boys and girls. Yes, I'm seeing him smiling right now. This is a rarity here on the program. And, and now they can hear you, Robert. What's going on? Not much, Michael. Nice to speak with you again. I am so glad you're here, Robert. This is this is going to be a good time. And of course, I'm actually seeing you. 
uh, right here for the first time right in my well not for the first time but on the first time on yeah. the program it's it's amazing it's an upgrade it really is look there you are <laughs> i can't believe it you're smiling look at that face yeah got the black glasses on we even have the same headphones by the way we both use professional grade level studio headphones studio monitors as the producers in the uh, studio say and uh, robert yeah. you're looking fantastic i'm seeing that amp back there <laughs> uh, you're looking beautiful my friend good job thanks thanks appreciate amazing. it amazing amazing and uh, oh let me move this text out of your face there we go oh my goodness and uh, robert i am so excited that you're here there's so much to talk about so much is going on in the world and tonight actually we're going to be joined by a very different crowd a crowd who has never heard of you before and uh, luckily i've been having a lot of that a lot of emails i was even reading a, a hate email by the way before i even <laughs> started the program yeah oh boy yeah it was uh it was it was hilarious they were telling me that they hope i die soon well i hope they're wrong well here's the here's the kicker they'll be dead before i do let's put it that way <laughs> yeah oh yeah so robert once again thank you so much for being a part of the my program pleasure. my friend my goodness and i i think we might have to do the whole introduction bit here as we oh. go along, yes, I, I know right. I hate it, but that... <laughs> I, I don't like it either. But Robert, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and let let's start off way back in 1985 with your experience yeah. with Enki. Let let's start there. Yeah. Okay. Just as a point of clarification, I originally said I didn't know who it was. I said it looked like Jesus. Right. All right. For years, I said that, and then um, because I've been a public figure since. Late 1990 is when I first started off as editor of Unicus uh -huh. Magazine in print. Um, and then by 10 years later, actually, uh, 2000 is when I started the UnicusMagazine.com. And we were out of print at that point as a magazine. We just, and I shifted over and gradually it became what it is now. Anyway, um, at 2014, I started reading the West Penry papers, and which is a lot of a repetition of Zachariah Sitchin's work with a twist on it by Wes Penry. And um, so I started to think, well, then it's possible that the being, the shining entity that I met, the radiant being of light I met while I was out of body was Enki. That's what I thought. And that's why I said that. Uh, now I'll have to amend that. And by saying uh, I was wrong and that it actually was or is Jesus, not the, not the biblical version, by the way. Right. Um, but I, I it, and it's taken me, I'm 60, God, I'm 64 now. You're 64 years old. <laughs> Robert, you don't yeah, look, you, sorry. Don't look, you don't look 64. Gotta be I, honest. I don't feel it either. And it kind of freaks me out when I think about it. Yeah, I just turned 64 last week. But anyway, the, I, um, for the longest time, I, I couldn't accept the religious version right. of Jesus as being God. That didn't make any sense to me mm. until recently. And now I understand it, or at least I accept it from my own terms, based on my own research and the work or the writings of other people, of course, but it's a modified, it's my understanding of it, all right? My interpretation is that Jesus is an aspect of God, a projection, uh, an avatar, if you will, of God that we can interface or interact with. And there's a reason for all that, but in any case, the reason it happened to me was because I had saved a young boy's life as a security guard back in 1985. That was my job, was uh, as a security guard, not saving people's lives, but it, it happened. Right. Uh, and um, 
I had this out of body experience later after work. I went up in the mountains and I meditated and I left my body, but I entered a realm of light, which I can say is God. It's an aspect of God also known as the Holy Spirit. That's typically what people call it. Um, and that in that light is when I met, it actually projected this image towards me in the light of what, like I said, it's the prototypical or iconic version of Jesus, you know, with the long hair and the robe. Sure. Like a hippie, beard. like hippie Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the hippie Jesus. Yeah. But <clears throat> except that he was radiating this light, which we've, we've talked about a lot about the Anunnaki or Absolutely. shiny ones, mm -hmm. or as I like to call them, the is real light. Ooh, better be careful now. I, I said that very carefully. Better watch your ass there. Massad will wipe you away. Go ahead. <laughs> the is real light. That's what an Anunnaki is, a shining one, the divine light of God. It's, there was a big mis misinterpretation there, obviously, like anything else religion. Right, That's why right. I said the biblical version of Jesus is nothing like what, really, what, he, what he or it really is and our relationship with it is evolving and it has really nothing to do with religion it has everything to do with our divinity uh, and i should say the uh, most people pronounce it atonement which they believe is based on sacrifice or mm. suffering or whatever but actually it means at one mint we are not at one with god at the, in this current juncture this is my understanding again after years of studying this and experiences i can tell you quite honestly i'm, I'm sure we're we've We've separated from God, and that was a conscious decision. And that's how this universe, well, that's how we ended up in this illusory universe. So um, me personally, like I said, I'm, I'm from Malibu, big deal, but I've traveled to 59 countries. Uh, I've worked as an editor for since 1990 as Unica, for Unicus Magazine, but then I also graduated, moved over to um, Honda Research and Development, worked there for eight years, writing reports on uh, different trends. I learned a lot there. And um, I'm currently working as a uh, uh, factory audit editor. So when the factory audits come uh, from Asia, it's it's Chinglish. Ah, I see. Which I'm fairly f fluent in. <laughs> You've learned. You learned. I understand it. Anyway, it's easy for me to correct it. Um, most people wouldn't, it's not, it wouldn't be their thing. But anyway, I, I do that remotely. I've been doing that since I went to Hong Kong and I found these people. It was like a needle in a haystack, honestly. And so it's, it was one of those magical things that, the, you know, they needed me and I needed them. We needed each other. And so I'm still doing that here, even though I, I moved back to the U.S. And in the, pro, the reason I'm telling you that is because in the process, um, I learned a lot about manufacturing and how difficult it is to actually run a factory. And we take it for granted. We just look around. I mean, everything you see behind me and probably in your house too. I mean, sure. obviously, it's all coming from a factory, and which we never see. We don't know nothing about how what is the processes behind it and the people involved in all of it. Where I, I see it in these factory reports, so-called audits. That's what they call them. Anyway, um, it, it it made me realize that uh, that we need child labor in America. Well, no. <laughs> that's a joke, by the way, folks. Don't get angry. Yeah, really. Um, well, wait a sec. Actually, that's been in the news. Um, even Has though it? we do have, we, yeah, we do have labor laws here, but because there's so many uh, illegal aliens here, they don't have the the same protection. Um, in other words, they're beholden to whoever got them in, 
not only just financially, but you know, there's they bend the rules a lot for, because, well, they don't want to get kicked out, right? Right, and so different agencies, non-governmental organizations, NGOs, bring them in, and then they uh, take advantage of them in many different ways, including child labor. Here, factories here, and it, it was yeah, it was in the news. Actually, you can just look it up. You'll see uh, child labor abuse in in the United States. It's still happening, and and so this was the what I'm trying to say is I learned a lot about the uh, uh, they call it social compliance. Well, the reason is like so. Let's say Nike is doing something. The factory is doing something. Nike contracts a factory, right? Right, right. If 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 there's abuses going on of the the workers and or the environment, and somebody finds out, it goes right out on social media, and that that reflects badly on Nike. Just I'm using them as an example. Sure. Everybody, <laughs> it could be anybody, but um, so they don't want that, and they want to lower their profile or liability, and. <clears throat> So, or, or accountability. So that's why they do these audits is to make sure that the factories are not cheating, um, the, the workers or ruining the environment or, you know, right. So it, and it's, it's pretty complex, but it's fairly straightforward. And, and, um, is that something that you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is that something that you come across, uh, as you, uh, do these certain jobs for different companies, uh, were any of them involved in uh, child labor? To your, you know, from your knowledge, there's a special division that handles the uh, the illegalities, Ooh. the straight up criminal. I mean, there is there's some run and gun stuff going on over, especially in China. That's what proper. I'm thinking. There's got to be something um, yeah. rather um, nefarious going on out there, as we know with uh, Apple and iPhone, and of course with well, Disney. Those, that's a, another story. But go ahead. That's easy. Those are those are the easy targets right. because they're so have such a huge profile. No, the 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 stealth corporate, uh, stealth factories, and I, 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 I when I say factory, you think of this thing with smokestacks and all this stuff. Right. Actually, the ones that are really stealthy, that are doing like knockoffs and, and whatever, um, they will go and uh, sublet a part of a building and usually use a fictitious name. And they go in there, they set up their little thing, and they'll do it for a couple months and then they're gone. Ah, I see. Yeah. So. <laughs> You do. Mm. You have a lot of that in the, uh, I guess you could say the marijuana business uh, out in Los Angeles, by the way, you have lots of, uh, um, you get like these big warehouses or just really yeah. run down places. They do their thing and then they move, like they move the next couple months. Something like that. You see them, yeah, so, you see them with like uh, the trimmers, by the way. I'm sorry to reveal uh, you boys out there, but lots of illegal yeah. operations out there in LA. Yeah. My, one of my buddies, actually two of my friends, my neighbors out there at uh, Malibu, they, they moved up to Humboldt and oh, it yeah. was huge. It mm-hmm. was huge. They were making, you know, make stupid like money yeah. uh, up until the time it became relatively semi-legal, whatever. Um, however you look at it, a lot of people uh, quit and the whole area is now suffering economically because that's, that was the, literally that the was cash, cash crop, right. And a lot yeah. of people are hurting uh, out here in California. I, I know about it because I, I've talked to plenty of growers, plenty of growers listen to the program. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, I, I have Hi a guys. mild, yeah, yeah. Hello growers <laughs> and hello other Hi. lawyers. <laughs> Hi guys, dude. Oh my. We love them. Sorry. I, I was there. I was with you. I was, I grew up in the sixties, man. Come on. Hey, you're from California. Come on. And I'm from Malibu. Right. Yes. There's a lot of weed there. 
Oh yeah, lots of weed, lots of acid, uh, lots of uh, unsavory <laughs> oh, characters you could uh, come across out a, here. A lot of overdoses and yeah, but uh, okay, so I survived all that and that, but that's not how come I had that out of body experience. I never had it. You know, it's so weird. I, a lot of the UFOs ex- stuff, um, most of the UFO stuff that I experienced, and even that night up on the mountain, yeah, the out of body thing, I wasn't on drugs. Yeah, you were sober the last time. In fact, when every we time I took drugs. It. It, it never ended up being like that. I, you know, I did take drugs and like, whoa, I see UFOs. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't happen. It's not, there's no direct correlation to drugs, to UFOs or aliens or any of that crap. I agree. As far as I know, it doesn't, at least not for me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, anyway. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> well, you mean when you're high or when it's just yeah. at all? No, well, when yeah. I'm high, I, I, I smoked weed before when I dropped acid. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I've never had that experience. So some oh, people you're believe. normal. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're well, I'm not, I'm not smoking dimethyltryptamine, though. You know, I'm not smoking oh, DMT. Jesus. That's yeah, when you yeah. see all this shit. Yeah, now that that I've heard. There's some one guy, um, when we moved back from to California, I met a guy... <laughs> working on my pool yeah he was fantastic he was the only guy that really seemed honest and knew what he was doing and really really put in the effort but he was like turns out he's like yeah i i, I smoke dmt all the time oh like, shit okay that's probably not good uh, for you no it's and he knew it but he was like uh, it, it was like it wasn't recreational it was some sort of adventure journey thing he mm. was doing into this other dimension and i, I kind of understood it and but it's look i don't care I don't really know. Just don't go on my roof when you're like that, you know? Oh, yeah. You just don't want him to babysit your kids or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he he helped me out. Of, he's a really good guy. He helped me out of a couple jams when I wasn't around. And so I'd he did like, babysit hey. your kids? No, he just... Okay. The neighbor's dogs broke down the fence, and I'm like, man, I'm sorry to ask you this. <laughs> I'm not I'm not here. Could you please? Sure. Some plywood. Could you put some, you know? And he did it. He just like... And yeah. So I don't know. It's... It, <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, good help is hard to find I and agree. I'll take it wherever I can find it. Man, to tell you the hey, truth, because you. when you own a house, it's like, you know, there, there's always something breaking always. Hey, well, now I, you know I'm why not every day, but yeah. you know what I mean? Well, now you know why companies go overseas, you know, they need uh, the good help. Hey, they need eesh. child labor. They need the little hands to, uh, do their bidding. It's harder. Yeah. But it's my understanding. It's harder to actually get away with that now. That was an awful joke, by the way. Yeah, that was that was terrible. The tiny hands. Yeah, that was real bad. So, shame on you. Michael. I know. I'm going to hell. I. What do you mean? We're in. We're hell in hell. Yes, now. that's another thing. And, <laughs> and, and that's going? another thing. I'm so glad you're here because you know <laughs> there's so much I wanted to talk to you about. And yes, I'll, I'll get the show back on on the rails here. But all the, right, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a bit of a derailer. No, we love that. We love to digress <laughs> on the program, and we we always bring it back. We're very professional. And the thing is, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, Planet X here, because we've been talking okay. with, I've been talking to other people about this uh, for years now, and, you know, we don't really have uh, too much uh, alien talk between me and you at times, and I kind of mm. want to know where, where you're at with uh, Planet X, and I'm just curious, is it real in your mind, or is this all nonsense, Robert? I, I need your opinion here. <laughs> um. Uh, allegedly the navy has done the most study on it the the naval observatory seems to have the most records of it um i i can't verify it because i haven't found any real hard evidence that it exists especially the way it was presented by sitchin as being this great destroyer 
uh, or disturber of perturber of as it goes kind of like you know if we're on a horizontal plane it seems to go like vertical uh, orbit and stir things up dramatically um, the other thing that I find very hard to believe is the way Sitchin presented that was the home planet of these Anunnaki. Then you get Wes Penry said, no, it's Orion. And now there's other people that just like every day that seems like there's somebody else coming up with a new narrative right. in their own little funky, mystical. Uh, it's also damn dramatic and silly to me because it it doesn't make any difference to us here. What we're focused on is uh, paying the bills and uh, trying to stay healthy as much as possible and not go completely insane in the midst of all the stress that's being put on us. That I agree with. Some people, that's all they're focused on is just trying to survive um, the next right. day, really. Literally, yeah, right. And they're, they're going to bed hungry, uh, some of them, and they can't pay the, the bills. Right. And it's just, it, it, okay, look, I'm privileged. I've, I've lived a, a middle-class American life pretty much my entire life. I've been very fortunate. Even when I was overseas, I actually, when I first started traveling overseas with my parents, I was on a cruise ship, an American cruise ship, okay? Really? <laughs> These people were, yeah, I was completely pampered. I mean, okay, look, I had to work. My parents were actually employed. Uh, they they were entertainers. My my mom was a pianist, and my dad was painting uh, pictures with a palette knife, and he was teaching. Uh, and I was assisting them as best as I could. You know, I mean, there was things I had I was expected to do. Um, um, so I mean, it wasn't terrible. But <laughs> I, I know you joke about child labor, but actually, my dad. He didn't understand because as a child, he was working for his father in his shop, uh, import-export shop. So right. he figured, hey, you know, uh, I've got a son. He, yeah, he i got should, a son. You know, he, he should follow in my footsteps and work for me as a child. And literally, I was on my hands and knees cutting canvas and making, um, uh, what do they call those? Well, they call them canvases. Right, right. For, for painting. But it's it's not just a piece of canvas. You have to make a frame out of wood, um, wooden pieces. They call them stretcher. That he called them stretcher bars. Mm. It's kind of a weird name, but it was pieces of wood that have already been perfectly machined, and they they slot together. And I'd have to slot them and tap them, and then uh, <clears throat> that, that was, sounds like a lot of hard work, dude. It was it was it was painful and kind of stupid because he could have he had the money he could have just bought canvases that were already pre-manufactured that's true but he he literally bought this like you know 100 yard roll of canvas <laughs> and, and well i got a son he could do it for me that's what he thought <laughs> yeah god bless him i mean he okay so he taught he actually i know I don't, I don't think this is kind of unintended but he gave me a work ethic that i'd say my neighbors go wow robert what's going on you know you can hire a gardener to do that i'm like uh, <laughs> I've been doing that since I was a kid, you know, I'll go out there for hours and cut trees and whatever, um, <clears throat> paint stuff. It doesn't matter. Cause I was raised that way. It just seems normal to me. And all the neighbors are looking at me going, wow, you're a nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, I was just, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of programmed. Hey, you're to doing do your this. job. You're doing your job like a cop. <sighs> well, that's my other nickname is officer Bob. Well, there's a guy and, named David Cobb saying, damn, that's the hardest thing you did, bro. <laughs> so they're already on you in the chat here. Yeah. Officer Bob, when I was a security guard, I was, the reason they promoted me to the head of security, because I was, I was picking up trash 
and it was you remember Steve McQueen, obviously. I do. He was the he. Well, most people, yeah, do the um the younger people don't. I was like, who? Um, he was a movie star, guys. You can mm-hmm. look him up on YouTube or right, or whatever TikTok. Um, he saw me picking up the trash, and that wasn't part of my job, but it kept washing up on the beach, and I hated seeing that on a beautiful beach. So I had time on my hands. As a security guard there, they were paying me anyways, and uh, I probably would have done it anyway. But anyway, I, I I picked up a lot of trash, and because I showed initiative, damn, they um, got you. Well, no, Steve said he told the the homeowners association, the board. He says, "Hey, let's hire this guy, put him in charge." And they're like, "He's only twenty, whatever." And then they, he said, "Just hire the kid," because he was really big. You know, the I, I forget the not boys club. It was some group. Uh, it totally escapes me now. But he he was such a, a delinquent growing up didn't have a dad yeah he was a mess he was in trouble with the law a bunch uh growing up so he um he would go to these meetings for 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 troubled troubled kids kids. okay mostly boys and and um kids without fathers in other words yeah but essentially yeah and he would help them and he he was he was well known in the neighborhood he's like uh (laughs) you go over to his house and he like Hey, get a fucking job. Ooh. <laughs> well, he would. I mean, he was really, Jesus Christ, he punched his neighbor in the face. Wow. One day. It's just, I mean, he was that kind of guy. He was a really troubled person. Very troubled. But he was a great actor because he had all this angst in him. So when you see him, like, grinding his teeth or clenching, his, I mean, he really was that guy. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't pretending. Uh, anyway, well, how did I get up on that? Uh, so... Growing up in Malibu was great, but um, it's like it's it, it's not what you might think it was, especially at the time. I, I it's it's kind of hard for me to explain to, to you what that, it, but it, it it shaped my character. I I was already my dad had me working like a mule uh, as a kid, so so naturally when I started going off and doing other things, I was still thinking, oh, I need to be working i need to actually do stuff so i'm picking up the trash and they're like right. oh. and then i and then i found a dead body oh shit but in front of steve's house actually and um i called the cops and um that kind of sealed the deal they, they shortly afterwards they they put me in charge of the security and the dead body this. and the dead body was how old again he was a he was going to pepperdine university he was a law student and he he got involved with some drug dealers that thought he was going to make a bunch of money quick Ooh. And uh, he, it was uh, they were trying to bring drugs in through a boat, and um, he was on the boat and um, with the wetsuit. I guess he thought he was – I don't know what he thought he was going to do, but they shot him and dumped him in the water, and he washed up on the beach. And uh, <laughs> Dude. That's, that's not the thing I was expecting to see in the morning. Yeah. That, but anyway. <laughs> but, but you've still continued on with the job, so uh, much respect to you. Most people probably would have quit there. I went into shock. When the police showed up and they carried the body away, I said to the people, I'm like, um, what's going on? They said, that's the body you found. That's the guy that died down there. You, you, you know, and I, <laughs> I've never experienced it. Like, I'd like to never experience that again, honestly. But I, you know, obviously it was sort of like an, you go into an automatic mode. It, I, this is what I'm told about in my training about um, uh, <clears throat> firearms is that when you actually get into uh a confrontation, a gunfight, your hearing changes, your heartbeat goes, the adrenaline goes, you might lose control of your bowels. Um, it's that's normal. It's it's traumatic. It's impossible to control it. 
I mean, I could sit here and like rationalize with you, but it's not the same. And so, okay, this brings me back to what I was trying to say before. Um, because of the way things are going in right. the world, I've I've actually organized, and I, I know this is going to sound stupid, but like a, a mini man, militia of of retired old guys here in my community, because there's there's a couple guys that are right down the street that are retired um, law, yeah. Uh, what do you call it retired officers. law enforcement? Law That's enforcement. Of, Thank I you. See. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you and sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, and there's other guys here too that have uh, retired military and or law enforcement. And so I started talking to them and like, like, you know what? Yes, we have a gate and the security is weak. And if somebody wanted to come in here, we're soft targets. You know, all these old people are just sitting ducks. Basically, if somebody wanted to, or a group, that's what I'm really worried about is gangs. If they ever felt like it, they would come in and just do whatever they wanted to. And yeah, oh, the, oh, the sheriff station is right across the street. Yeah, well, guess what? During a crisis, you know the old saying, when when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Absolutely. Well, look at all the, the shootings that happened. I mean, the, the police stood down yes. for a long time. And I mean, if you look at Israel, they, they stood down yes. for seven hours. So yeah, you don't right. really have that much. You can't really wait around. You You, you do actually need to protect yourself. Because there are lots of unsavory characters out there that do want to harm you. So, well, you better be armed. It, uh, like I said, they look for soft targets in this, these communities. And there's a bunch of them here, these so-called 55-plus yeah. communities. Um, uh, so anyway, I started training some of the guys that are willing to go to the gun range. Yeah, and nice. actually, yeah, I've been doing that. And, That's good. Uh, That's really good. Yeah, it, it changes their demeanor. It's really funny. I mean, I I told you when I first got here to Florida, the second night, actually, I was in Daytona Beach and I was walking up the boulevard and I got hit with an egg, which doesn't sound bad, except the, the car, the truck, the guys were going like 50 miles an hour behind me when they threw the egg and it hit my, the soft part of my um, back. <laughs> it stung like, it stung like hell. Wait, wait a minute, wait what, a minute. When, when did this happen? Someone threw an egg at you. <clears throat> When I first got here uh, early 2022, last year, 2022, February, and it was my second night in Florida. Mm-hmm. I was, the next morning I was going to our new rental, whatever, and day, uh, where, I'm at, I'm where I'm at now, not Daytona, thank God. The, the, here's the thing. Florida, there's a lot of rednecks here, okay? Oh, uh, yeah. not, like, not like we couldn't have had that problem in California, too. But oh, we got a like few when of them when I was younger, yes, I I, I engaged in some uh, vandalism, et cetera. Oh shit! Anyway, so but this was a kind of a deal where I wasn't expecting it. I didn't see it coming, and it startled me. And then and it it actually stung pretty bad. There was a welt about this big and that big around from the egg. It was a, it was a good sized egg, and um, <clears throat> uh, it left a, a bruise. And I'm like. Jesus, you know, okay, welcome to Florida. And it, I, by itself, it, it, I could have got over it. But but the, a month later, I'm, I'm settling in and I, I'm, I'll, I look at the news like I do every day. And I saw Daytona Beach, couple murdered, you know. And it's, so what happened is they were walking up the same boulevard, man and a woman, and a Haitian guy with a handgun came out and just said, give me your stuff. And they went, what? Boom, boom. And they're now they're dead. And he grabbed their wallets or whatever. Now I'm thinking, <clears throat> okay, I'm glad it was just an egg. Big deal, you know? But it, 
there's crazy people here I mean, with guns. I'm it, like, it could have been worse though, Robert. So I'm just saying, so I went and I got a permit and uh, a handgun and I uh, learned how to use it. And um, I always have weapons with me now, wherever I go, just Smart. in case. And I have the mentality of uh, what they call street smarts or whatever. The military calls it situational awareness. And I don't like to live like this, but I also don't want to just get jumped or whatever. And um, these days, like, okay, so if you're, <laughs> I don't want to make anybody paranoid, but, you know, when you're certain situations, like I said, soft targets is a group of people that are unarmed are extremely uh, vulnerable. They, those are ripe targets for uh, predators, terrorists, whatever, bad guys. I don't know right. how going to look at it. So again, this goes back to my officer Bob thinking is like, okay, that was just low level stuff that I was dealing with, you know, confrontational stuff of uh, property out, out in Malibu and dead bodies and saving people's lives. And, you know, that's, I, I became pretty aware of the fact that it's not just the physical. I mean, a lot of people say this all the time. It's a spiritual battle. Uh, yeah, I know that. But there's also a physical component, and that's for whatever reason. Lately, I've been, especially since I got to Florida, that that whole thing kind of just came up. And um, turns out I'm pretty good at hitting targets that are not moving. <laughs> not moving. That's a totally different thing than actual life. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I and I although I don't want to ever get into a situation like that. If I ever have to, I, I would hope that I'm prepared for it so it's pretty wild i'll just say that and uh, by the way yeah. i'm looking at the st louis gun toting incident with that uh, couple by the way from a few from back in 2020 when the guy had uh, his automatic rifle there and the wife had that little pistol mm -hmm. and all the protests were going on i'm just remembering all the fun times uh, that people were having and but going back to what you were saying sorry i digress there I'm going back no. to Florida, though. Holy shit, that place is quite dangerous, by the way. So I would, I would have to imagine that you are armed, uh, by the way. I mean, you're, you're kind of required to in that place. Well, so they changed the law. It's, it's legal, uh, what they call constitutional carry as of uh, July 1st. Anyone who's an adult that can uh, pass a background check can carry a concealed weapon on their person or in their car. But there's a huge responsibility that comes with that. And mo I'm not sure these people understand it. So like, I, I'm glad that more people are armed. But it's like, man, and this summer uh, down at Hollywood Beach, uh, which is just north of Miami, there was two rival groups of gangs down there. Yeah. And they, they started mouthing off to each other. Next thing you know, bullets are flying in every direction. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, people got hit. Some people died. It was horrible. Horrible. So you never know. I and mean, the gun is not going to stop you, you know, uh, bullets and you can't walk around with the freaking body armor all the time. So again, it's, it's, it's all about situational awareness or street smarts, um, not being paranoid, but just really aware of your surroundings, especially the people you can't just let your guard down and think, Oh, well, that's just a child. Cause these days, even kids are getting access to guns. That's right. It's the new and way. They I mean, don't no, care. kids are no longer fighting anymore. I mean, they do, but they will resolve their issues with a gun uh, nowadays. Some of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Increasingly, actually, I should say. And that's so. That's what, I, I that's what I'm getting to, though, well, uh, Robert. Yeah. Here's the thing. You yeah. know, I, I hate to ask you this, but do you feel like there might be a gun problem in America? We have all these shootings <laughs> all the time. Um, 
Or do you think that's uh, ridiculous to say? It, yeah, but it's uh, okay. The guns don't kill people. It's the person who owns the gun is actually, and, and you, look, even if you could, I, I just had this conversation today, my neighbors. Okay. Let's outlaw all guns. Uh, criminals will still find a way sure. for one. And, but even if you could take all the guns away from all the criminals, mm -hmm. they would still use uh, like in the, uh, uh, what do you call it? In the prison system, you, yeah, you make a shank. Yeah. A hammer will do a, a terrible, you know, especially like a, a mini sledgehammer. Jesus, God, you know, uh, just even if you throw it at somebody, it's you're going to damage them. Seriously, a crowbar, a car, you know, I mean, it's like a baseball bat, a knife. It's like, come on. If somebody really, their intent is uh, to commit bodily harm, they're going to do it. They're going to find a way to do it. And, and I'm sorry. It, Okay, you know what? Since we're having this conversation, sure. I, I, I'm really going to just cut to the chase. Yeah, why are we doing all it. this? Well, yeah, why? No, why? Why do we feel a need to to actually do this to each other? And it's it's what I told you before in our previous conversation about this, how we created this universe, or why we created this universe. Which is, uh, okay, in a movie, you got to have a plot. It starts with a premise. And the premise of this movie or this so-called universe that w we created is that we want to know what it would be like to be separated from God. It started off simple, and it became more and more complex and more uh, intense, or I should say the degrees of separation. It, it, we had to, it, it went from, let's just say, a little bit to a lot to the most. We're, we're pushing it to the most se furthest separation from God that we can possibly achieve or experience here in this universe. And that's why things are the way they are. And going on that topic, just really quickly here, we could just put it to bed after this here. We don't, obviously <laughs> I wasn't trying to get you in some sort of gun debate here, no. uh, but it is good to talk about these sort of things with uh, everyone out there and uh, for everyone just to listen. Um, obviously we have all these school shootings and people are mm -hmm. trying to come up with solutions of, of what they can do to prevent them. And some say, well, they should arm the teachers. No. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say, what, what, what do you make <laughs> of uh, that? Should we just arm all the teachers and uh, the janitor too? What should we do? Only if they have the proper training. You know, and most of them will, I, I, seriously, uh, a gun is a, uh, any gun with any caliber bullet is designed to uh, maim or kill depending on, you know, your, your intent and your skill. And um, most people won't take the time to actually be gun safe. Right. You know, so because you can actually hurt yourself. Really so have easily. I actually, I, I've actually hurt myself pulling the trigger a couple of times. It, it, um, the trigger came back and I bit the skin on, on my hand there a couple of times back are, when are I was like a rookie. Are you talking about the slide on a semi-auto, the the top part that slides back? Correct. Ah, yeah, that's the slide. There's a little pinch. No, it can it can do more than I, that. I know, can, but I got lucky. It can lacerate. Yeah. Okay. So that's based on the grip. Yeah. And again, so this is the basic thing. Um, the instructor that I had mm -hmm. for my my permit, Your permit, right, was a, a retired um, marine, and he but he'd also worked as a medic. Oh, okay. So he was an interesting guy. But it, anyway, so he walks me through all this. And he said, oh, by the way, he says, welcome to the Wild Wild West. And I'm like, I'm, wait a minute. I, I said, I'm from the Wild Wild West. He goes, no, no. He says, 
Florida is still the wild, wild west. And I'm like, wow, okay. Um, oh, it is though. Yeah, He's I not didn't wrong. realize. He's not wrong. I was learning. I was learning. Well, he wasn't just joking around because, yeah. I mean, he 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 kidded around with me. The, the weirdest thing was after we go. Okay, so we go through the this the classroom. No big deal. We just yeah, like he's still racking the thing and whatever dry mm -hmm. fire and all the pointing and we get to the thing the the range, and and we do some practice, uh, and I'm doing okay. I thought being a marine, he puts it and he says, okay, look. This is your qualifying target. You got it. He says, you got to give me, and he's literally yelling at me. I mean, it's a, it's, it's loud in there, but he's yelling like a yeah. Marine. He's going, you got to give me 10 in the, in the, in the bull, what the center, whatever he said, the, the red, 10 in the red, give me 10 in the red, Robert. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Cause that's like, you know, it wasn't that big. It was, yeah. it, he was just kidding. He, it's actually, so it's, it's like this. And then in the very center is the red. Anyway, he was just screwing around with me to see what I, <laughs> if I do, I put eight in the freaking red that they call keyholing. Wow. And, 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 and then I missed a couple. I'm like, oh crap. I, I, and I turned around and he is laughing his ass off. He's, he's like, wow. <laughs> you know? He's like, I got John Wick over here. I, this is like, he, he thought it was funny and I thought, and I thought it was tragic. I'm like, dang, I failed. <laughs> He's like, no, not Dude. at all. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we became friends, but, 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 uh, let um, me, let me ask you this really quickly though, Robert, um, yeah, in, terms, in terms of gunplay, um, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a gun pointed at you? Yes. Have you ever shot at another human being? No, I have. Well, that's because. for another. Well, that's for another. Oh, we can't talk we about, can't it talk about that. No, no. <laughs> that's an off. off that, that, that's something. Yeah, that's a whole another. <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 Well, let's just well, let, let's just say the adrenaline um, kicks up a well. It, it kicks up another level. Let's put it that way. Uh, very much so. Oh my goodness. Very, very much so. Yeah. So I had law enforcement actually point a, a shotgun at my head. Oh my god. And uh, also, my neighbor stupidly twice. Twice. And different occasions. Different occasions. Okay. And, 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 you know, okay. I survived it. He didn't kill me. Thank God. But uh, anyway, so, so like I said, the instructor, nice guy, a little crazy. Um, sure. And, <laughs> about a month later, I saw in the news that a man who was a, a, a weapons instructor was teaching a woman on the range and she was holding the gun and she turned to ask him a question and accidentally shot him and he died. I sent, I sent that link to the instructor that I had. Mm. And shortly after that, he quit. Wow. I wasn't trying to intimidate him. Okay. <laughs> Robert, look at I, you. But I was just thinking, no, I was just thinking like, cause, cause when, when the, the class I took, there was two women and myself. And he was acting really like, you know, like he was tiptoeing around on eggshells. Hmm. And, and yeah, yeah, if you, did, if you did something wrong, he'd like gently push your hand, you know, the other way or whatever. He was constantly on alert for, yeah. so nobody was, yeah, so we don't hurt ourselves or him, obviously. I'm a little worried about these guys, these uh, shooting instructors, by the way. They're, they're always a little slightly off. And, you know, there is that guy that <laughs> did the shooting recently, as you know. He was also a... Yes, Gun he was a weapons instructor, former military. Got to be careful. Man. Uh, those those and, guys, they'll they'll shoot you and themselves. 
Okay, so here's the thing I know from a little bit going to the range is that the it's not just your ears that need protecting. I mean, there's places. All right, so there's a lot of cavities in the in our body, and when the guns go off, there it's it's a controlled explosion, and depending on the size of the the round, the gun, the bullet, whatever, um, uh, that that the the sound wave literally vibrates your oh, body. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and it's like the first time you go, <laughs> especially indoors, it's really jarring. It could be very, overwhelming, yeah, especially for yeah, a first timer. It'll make you jump. Your adrenaline goes up. You start your palms start to sweat, and uh, that's normal. That's a normal reaction. But anyway, but the thing is, like you said, if those guys that actually do that a lot, they get used to that. Yeah, and they're breathing those the toxic fumes of them, you know. The, the firearm, uh, it yeah, it's I think it does cause brain damage. Actually, like a, a micro concussion. Yeah, that's true. You could also get the partial like CTE. What's that? Uh, well, that that's a condition. Uh, a lot of fighters actually have that condition um, mm. when they accumulate all this, uh, all the blows to the head. You oh, can I end get up, you. Yeah, you can yeah, end yeah, up yeah, with yeah, yeah. Uh, CTE. Football players also have it. It's it's like a neurological it's thing. It's accumulative. Yeah, that that, right. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anything else, like a repetitive stress injury. Yeah, that that could all screw you up. And I'm sure there's probably something out there that's probably not good for you in the long run. Um, shooting a weapon may be not be good for you in the long run, but I mean, it is for your protection after all. Well, only if you know how to use it. And this is the thing. When you first got, like I see first timers, it reminds me of myself, you know, you get really tense naturally and so when your muscles are tense you can't really move right. fluidly and also you don't really know exactly what you're doing so you're kind of like really hesitant about everything but the more you do it like now i can pick up a, a, a pistol and just go boom and i'll hit my target that quick boom and i tell the guys i say relax you know go ahead take a couple shots just boom 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 you know and it, it whatever i can do to help them relax Cause it's not, it's, there's no pressure. It's just, you're just, the, the target's not even moving and um, relaxing is if you can keep your composure in the midst of a crisis, that's half the battle right there. That's right. But it's easier said than done, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you can't really train for a situation like that where someone's actually be firing uh, at you in real time with actual bullets. So uh, one of the guys yeah. I play tennis with is uh, he 20 years air force, 20 years in uh, air marshal. Mm. And back back during the days of you know nine eleven and stuff. Wow! And he was doing yeah. He and saw he some had stuff. A, well, he was right in the middle of it, and yeah. uh, I'm saying you know he okay. So I asked him. I said, is it more stressful to actually go into combat, mm -hmm. or or your what you guys had to do in the airports or the and or aircraft? And he said the the air marshal is harder because you never know who your enemy is, or you know I mean it's just that right. so your level of heightened level of awareness has to be there all the time plus the the team coordination plus you're dealing with a lot of civilians around you all the time yeah, especially a kid could, in the a kid could pull out a gun it happens yeah so so okay but the reason i'm bringing him up is because yeah. he's he and i became really good buddies and because uh, i i respect him sure. tremendously and and he he likes me because i play pretty good tennis anyway we have uh, we have this camaraderie and he was He's told me some things because, you know, it's like uh, strategically, tactically, whatever. 
he was trained up to mm. a, a whole nother level in order to, to work at, you know, as an, an active air marshal. And, um, I don't know if everybody wants to do that. I, I I'm, I'm not even sure I'm going to be okay about if, you know, if, when it comes down to, if it ever comes down to it, but at least I just feel like the more information and training that you get, the better off you, I mean, hypothetically, you, the better off you should be if you if you get into a situation. Right. But you'll never know until it actually happens. Exactly. You won't know how you're going to react when you finally are faced with that moment where you have to pick up a gun and uh, shoot back. Or shoot first. Or shoot first, yeah. But at least, okay, so here's the difference. California is crazy. It, it really, the laws are, are designed to protect, I feel, more protection for criminals. Oh, well, yeah, than 100%. Citizens, yeah. So especially when it comes to guns and oh, um, yeah. self-protection or self, what they call, sorry, self-defense. Here in Florida, they have the castle doctrine and also stand your ground. So if someone literally, if someone tries to threaten you, if you feel like your life is threatened in public or in your property, you have the right to confront them. It's not like that in California. I, I mean, I was told, I don't know if this is true, but um, if you're in your home and someone tries to, or it does break in and they're armed, you're supposed to try and leave your house. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not going to happen here. Well, the, uh, yeah, I know, but it's just... Uh, yeah, bullets going through someone's skull if they try to break into my home or yeah, anywhere I'm at. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, and that's fine, but it's just like then there's the consequences of legal, the legality of it. And so I, I'll just wrap it up by saying on this topic, if you get a gun, get trained and also get um, legal coverage. Get a Jewish it's lawyer. <laughs> be the number one uh, priority, in my opinion. <laughs> that's for that's for finances man. Right. Okay, look, no for for uh, if you own a gun actually at all it's it really beneficial to have legal like it's like having a retainer or excuse me uh, lawyers on retainer it's a group policy that you get involved in uh, as a gun owner just in case let's say let's say i have to shoot somebody the first call i'm making is to the legal group that represents me for the what comes after. Right. Okay. And I, the only reason I know that, I mean, I already, one of my buddies. He had California, to shoot someone. He, no, he was being, his, his whole family was being threatened. He was because his inheritance and their inheritance had been stolen. And the guys that stole it were threatening to kill the family. Wow. So, so at the age of 13, living in Beverly Hills, he was, he was sleeping with the loaded gun under his pillow I, I i don't blame him but anyway he now he's got a kid of his own and he's you know he's got my god he's got guns up the wazoo but anyway he once we had a you know he's he's trying to help me yeah and he's like robert if you're going to get any guns you, you got it first thing you need to do after you get trained is legal protection counsel whatever you want to call, call somebody to represent yeah. you call larry yeah, h parker yeah. <laughs> remember that guy <laughs> I did. <laughs> Larry H. Parker, yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watching too much TV. I right? have. Too much uh, daytime television, though. Rot your brain. 
Yeah, it did me for, I, I broke the habit a while ago. I still kind of glance at it, but it's like, it doesn't have the same control over me. It's like, I'm glad it doesn't. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I would just ditch yeah. school and watch Jerry Springer. Oh my God. Or Maury, Maury Povich. <laughs> Look at that guy. Um, but, but yeah, Robert, I mean, today, I mean, uh, people can't get away from their uh, televisions and that's kind of why uh, uh, this country is in the state it's in already. Yeah. Baby television. Yeah, that big black box, however. <laughs> but then, yeah, that little cube as well in your pocket also, you know, it could be, it could lead you down all kinds of rabbit holes. Increasingly, like I, oh, we've said this before, I, I, uh, it's just garbage. It, most of the stuff on the internet is garbage. And it, it actually makes me feel kind of nauseous. What looking, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time, but I'm just browsing through. And it could I keep be bad for like, your health though. It could, it could really yeah, mentally, screw you Mental up. health is a problem. Yes. Okay. So mental health is not something that we can uh, medicate away or mandate. You know, you must be mentally healthy. Really? What? Oh, oh, you mean by taking the pills, right? Pills that don't work. Right. Uh, <laughs> psychotherapy or, oh no, shock therapy. Ah, just lobotomize them. All right. Or, or, or you could, you know, you could incarcerate somebody if you, you know, if they're really a threat, you can put them in a rubber room. I mean, they used to, they used to. They used to. Yeah. Now they're just living on the streets. That's terrible. I, I know. I know. I feel like, I feel like I must be bumming people out out there. I know no, not at all. <laughs> no, they love this, by the way. We're getting the real you, Robert. And that's, that's what oh we like here. You know, we love... Authenticity. We like people being themselves here, and you know, I think a lot of people will enjoy this hearing you being yourself here, um, Robert. I've been enjoying our conversation. It's almost been an hour already, and this is flying by. Wow! And it's going all over the place here. You know, we started off with aliens, <laughs> got into guns. I mean, this kind of this is my kind of show where we cover yeah. all these subjects. And speaking of aliens and uh, all yes. this sort of stuff. Um, your thoughts and opinions about uh, UAPs and all these whistleblowers who came forward recently. Uh, mm. A lot of things are going on. And of course, Mexico is also having another one of these press conferences about uh, the per, per uh, what was it? A, a different alien. Parabas. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. No, those, those, uh, those mummies. Yeah. The mummies by Jaime yeah. Muzan, by the way, who is also yeah. sort of like a, a charlatan of sorts. Yes, he is. Well, okay. So what I heard was those are uh, patchwork mummies that were literally created as like a totems or a, there's another word too. I'm, I'm blanking on. Anyway, it, it, those were made a long time ago by humans to like fetishes. I think they call them a way of communicating with so-called aliens by, you know, these it's just weird too that 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 those fake alien mummies that were made way back when yeah. um, happened to look like what Spielberg ended up making that thing look like. It's it's like uh, history repeating itself or art imitating life or so. It's just so weird because they, they must have seen it. I mean, obviously they saw those things, the pictures of the mummies, so alleged alien. When they're not, it's a it's a patchwork of animal um, skeletons made to look like this totem alien thing you know uh, it's a uh, so it's just it's sort of like religious in a way and um uh actually religion is very much like alien worship 
if you think about it, those entities that are not human that we call angels and or gods or it, they obviously have an influence over us. And it hasn't been, in my opinion, it's not beneficial, benevolent. A lot of times, even when they pretend like it is, I, I saw recently, you know, everybody's focused on Israel and or uh, Islam and the, the conflict between these Abrahamic religions. But I was reminded that um, Muhammad allegedly had this experience with the angel Gabriel at the Dome of the Rock. Uh, he was taken up into heaven and given these instructions. But we'll never know if that happened, and we'll for sure never know exactly what was said to Muhammad by this entity because uh, I highly, you know, okay, so they say the angel on behalf of God told Muhammad hmm. that he must convert all these people or kill them. And I know God never said would, or the real God would never do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, there's a lot of things in there that I feel was just man's uh, word and not exactly God's word. In my opinion, there would be a lot of uh, Christians and all these other religious scholars that would say, no, that's incorrect, Michael. How dare you? Well, no, it's your opinion. You're entitled to it, but it's just right. our, okay. But we, and, but what are we left with? Because you can't validate any of that stuff. You can't, you know, you can't vet it. It's just impossible. And it, so, okay. It's a matter of faith. I personally, I had, I, I'm just, I'm not that trusting of a person. And I just, I, I always wonder about people, why they feel a need to accept something like that, whatever the, it, cause it's just a, it's a weird theory. And and to um, okay, so I really feel like a lot of all this hatred. It's really what it comes down to. They're controlling us. They're divide and conquer. They being whatever the dark side controls us through uh, fear is what motivates hatred or anger. Because if you really, if you have no fear, why would you? I mean, you're, if you're secure in yourself enough, why would you hate somebody else? Especially to the point want to kill him because they just don't think like you. They don't believe the same thing as you. That's just crazy. It is very uh, strange, especially in the year 2023, almost 2024. <laughs> right. uh, people are wanting to kill each other over uh, God. All the same God, by the way. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. But but okay. But what about what I said before? You know, uh, and I'm just I'm I'm paraphrasing something I read about the so-called Course in Miracles, which I I didn't ever really pay much attention to until recently. And I haven't even read it all. I just read a book about a conversation about what, in summary of what it, what, what, what was it all about? And it's what I just told you. God didn't create this universe. We did. It's a projection where our true self is still our soul, spirit, whatever is still back in heaven. And we're projecting this like a dream or a movie, this experience. What's it like? What would it be like? It's, it, you know, and well, we're finding out, aren't we? We are. We definitely are finding out. And uh, going back to the alien really quickly uh, in the uh, yeah. chat room, someone by the name of Egyptian princess wanted a, uh, well, they didn't <laughs> want to say, they just straight up said it. They said, oh, yeah. don't start with the Peru mummies. If you didn't watch the second conference, they aren't fake. Watch the three hours. They are not animal skeletons. This guy has not seen the conference, obviously. Okay. <laughs> so okay egyptian princess why don't you tell us in summary can you give us one sentence of what are they then do you know i mean does anybody know where they're from 
really? I mean, can you can you validate that? Because there is so much garbage on the internet. People are presenting stuff as though it's fact all day long, creating the content that we consume under the uh, belief that it's uh, real or accurate. Yeah, we we won't exactly know for sure. That's the problem. How could you prove it? I would. I okay. Pr you know. They claim it's yes. real, but then it's like, really? Real what? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's not, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Would you, could you be a little more specific? What What is it that we're looking at then? If it's not the animals, why would somebody else say that? I, I thought that was a, a, a you know a forensic analysis of the of the skeletal remains. Well, they're well now they're saying Whatever. you need to watch the scientists. These are doctors. That's what. Oh I'm, God! All right, okay. That's what Egyptian princesses are relating here, but also I, I actually mm -hmm. actually I don't have any respect for so-called scientists. They practice sophistry. It's they're into things like uh, it's a it's a form of mind control. When you, you put themselves one up on everybody else, they can say whatever they want. We're supposed to believe it because they're the, um, the experts. authorities. Right. Yeah, they're experts. Uh -huh. you, you know, come on. You're not falling for, for uh, these fallacies, in other words, Robert. Look, it, as I said before, in, in the book, The Shining Ones, it talks about the among the Anunnaki, there's these lower ranking and the higher ranking ones. And um, those that are called, so what we call scientists now, they call them serpents. And... The lower-ranking serpents were called one-eyed serpents. They were uh, scientists that were very much into. Uh, they're limited. Their vision is only mm. partial. You know, I, I would have to say physical. They're like you know, like the the allopathic doctors of today, whereas uh, or scientists that are only into the mechanistic reductionist view of the world it's all machine right right um as opposed to those that are more holistic those are called two-eyed serpents and um scientists that are holistic would you know i i guess we call them metaphysicians anyway I, here's the thing you know like we said before it doesn't really matter sure there's other life out in this so-called universe that we created uh and yes we're all related but we're all screwed up too the premise is that we're here uh, to separate from God and ultimately to separate from each other. You can see that happening. Right. It, it, to the, we're taking it to the fullest extent of said this separation. Whereas, um, and you know, the whole thing with the, what happened October 7th, that was around Yom Kippur, which is all about atonement, atoning for one's sins. To atone, the word literally means at one. Look at it. Just look at the word, at one. Right, yes. Atone. A tone, and actually, or if you look at it as a tone, what, what tone would that be? Uh, what frequency are we talking about? Because if you take um, sound and whatever f frequency, like notes, Michael, let's just say middle C, right? Middle C, he yeah. He accelerated up from 440 uh, to, to, actually, that would be A, sorry. Yeah, A440. A, mm -hmm. If you accelerate that same vibratory frequency or note or key keep accelerating it, it turns into light all and this is why it appeals to me that this universe is really nothing but frequencies or projections of sound and light like a movie like a movie yes frequencies exactly. vibrations sounds that's all it is mm -hmm. it's the the, the the perception of physicality is illusion and, Robert, and that's proven scientifically. Go ahead. And, and Robert, are we living in a simulated reality? You know, that's what they say. But that 
that implies that it's some sort of computer. And um, although, you know, obviously computers do exist, but we created them. But then again, if we created everything else, why wouldn't that be part of it? It's like little calculators and that, that manipulate in whatever way we want it to. Yeah, some say that's why, some say that's uh, basically what we're living in, basically a computer-generated program made by the ETs out there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, th again, this is all about segregation or separation of everything and everyone. There's, it's, it, uh, oh gosh, I know we <laughs> talked about it before, but a lot of people, no, it's, it's just hard for me to explain it because um, yes. it, it, a lot of people never heard this before and they probably think I'm nuts, but it, uh, I'm going to, I'm just to say it again. Lay it out, lay summary. It out. It's all good. All right. Okay. So, so if, let's just say, what if this really is our projection, this universe is our projection and, and <laughs> how do we get out? How do we get out? All right. So again, in the Course of Miracles, what or that conversation it says is forgiveness. Why? Well, because none of this is. It can't be real. Movies aren't real. These characters we're playing aren't real. The real us is is still back in heaven. This is just a projection. So forgiving everyone, including yourself, for all of the roles that you've played, all the characters that you played, and all the nonsense that you go through at different various degrees of separation from God and others. We've, we've basically lost our divinity and that, but that was the goal and how, okay. So, and forgiveness is the, the path back because in the process of forgiveness is letting go of judgment and guilt and fear and anger and all that garbage that keeps us in duality. So I know all this sounds weird and also overly simplistic, but I'm just telling you, this is what I've learned recently. It's, it was not easy because I, it, it, the other thing that prevents us from ha even having this conversation or this level of comprehension is uh, the ego. At least that's what we call it. Right. The, the persona, we're invested in this persona, which just means mask. The character, the character that I'm playing right now is... is <laughs> It's my creation, but it's a part of the collective. And there's an expectation. In other words, I'm, I'm invested, I'm engaged in the drama. And it's, it's difficult to just get up and walk off the stage. It kind of is. We're kind of all connected to the drama, as you say. Well, especially, if, if, especially when we, we agree to, the, to, to all participate in the illusion of this so-called universe. I mean, look at the word verse. It just means words, basically, <laughs> okay? And it's a story. This is a story we're telling ourselves. Yeah, we're separated from God. Gee, what is this like? Oh, uh, let's, let's take it to the next level and the next level. Oh, my God, this is horrible. How do, uh, and at some point, we're just, like, lost here. Like, uh, we're, very, uh, we're, we're very lost, Robert. I mean, look at that motorist <laughs> who shot, a, shot dead two climate protesters, by the way, blocking the road in Panama. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Two people died, by the way, after a motorist fired uh, shots during a protest during oh, um, God. a disputed mining contract in Panama, basically. And yeah. this old man came out there and lit them up, in other words. Okay. Well, I know we talked about it before, but that's not the way to resolve. Just because you have a gun, that's not how you resolve a conflict. It, it's only to defend your life. It's not to to resolve an, right, and that's an argument. Happens. Yeah, yeah. It was an old actually, man, by the way, who I know, but it actually, okay. Look, the consequences, the aftermath is actually you're making things worse if you do that True. for yourself and others. Right. 
you're going to just make things worse because again, we're all connected and it will keep, is that an act of forgiveness? No, it's the opposite. It's an act of, it's a judgment call on that. It's a, it's a terrible high level judgment out of anger or whatever. And um, it's the opposite of forgiving and letting go. Yeah. So is he going to be stuck here even longer? Obviously he might. Yeah. He might be after that. My understanding is, yeah, it's so it's kind of, no, it's actually entirely up to us how long we remain here. We're all going to get out at some point. We're all going to go home. <clears throat> but the, the thing that actually prolongs it, like I said, is a lack of, first of all, not even understand. We, most of us don't even believe in what I just said. First of all, <laughs> you know, that doesn't make any sense because we've been living a lie for so long. We've been lying to ourselves essentially. And of course the, I think that's what's going on right now, though, by the way, with the yeah, American yeah, yeah. public here. Yeah. They're all finding out slowly that we've been lied to since the beginning. Okay. Yes, because we were not kicked out of heaven or the garden. God didn't kick us out. We, we chose to leave. The, the best analogy is the, uh, the prodigal son. And that, that's talked a lot about in this book, The, uh, the Disappearing Universe. And like I said, it's just a conversation, but it, it is really mind altering. And it that's important because all of this is mind generated anyway. It's not right. a small thing. Okay. The mind is like, you know, so, so anyway, we made a choice. Yeah. We made a choice to experience this and that's how we ended up. We ended up walking away from our inheritance and our father and our home because we just were curious about what's what would that be like over there and now we're here and we found out oh crap this is not good uh i want to go home right 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 you know? right right so in the in the the okay the prodigal son realizes this and he feels guilty because he spent all his inheritance and he feels foolish and he uh, he in his mind he's resolved to not just he, he can't he thinks he can't just go home he feels guilty, so he he resolves that he said he's he will beg forgiveness, humble himself in front of his father when he gets home. And it's when when he finally gets home, he finds out his father's not mad at him at all. He's he's just glad that he's back. And why is that important? It's a it's a way of illustrating on a very small scale, kind of silly, um, what God feels like when we God's not judging us. He didn't kick us out. We left. And if we choose, when we choose to go home, he's obviously very happy about it. He's not sitting there going, why did you do that? What was wrong with you? Didn't you know? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. And you're not coming, you're not, you're not approaching this from a religious standpoint, by the way, no. for those that are curious, I, I just want to put that out there for them. I'm not a religious person. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> just, but okay. A lot of people do still view life through that lens. They do. That, yes. And actually, that's the, the book, The Disappearing Universe, is very interesting because it clarifies a lot of things I feel. I always thought it was very cloudy or confusing, convoluted, whatever you want to, uh, uh, events in the Bible and surrounding stuff that, you know, that was recorded allegedly in the Bible, which just means book. It's originally called the Helios Biblos, which is the book of the sun, not the S-O-N. <laughs> Helios. It's, it's the sun, S-U-N. Just saying, there's a lot more to life than, uh, you know, news, sports, and weather, and the garbage that they're putting out on the internet, so-called content. Ooh. <laughs> it's like junk food for your mind. 
It's it's really bad. It's really bad. But going back to what we're talking about yeah. here, I mean, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. All right. Well, what's so wrong about the forbidden fruit, though? I mean, look where we're at now, Robert. It's great. <laughs> yeah. What's the big deal? Uh, well, and you know, we do. We must have free will. If if God was like, okay, go ahead. You want you want to be separate, or you want to believe, or think, or experience that? Go ahead. I'll be I'll be waiting right here. <laughs> so-called heaven i'll be waiting here in at home for when you wake up or however you want to however you want to call that return right do you think heaven has a do you, do you think heaven has better music than hell <laughs> which do you which do you think is uh preferable i've only i've only heard a glimpse of it only a glimpse yeah and it was amazing and other people have, have talked about it so-called near-death experiences they say it's not just the most incredible harmonies. Well, it better not be you... jazz music or I'm going to be pissed, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to hear no jazz. It, it's, it's, but they said there's light associated with all these different spectrums of colors yeah. that are associated with all the different harmonies that you hear of the voices, male and female, blending together in a way, in like a choir, like you've never, ever imagined, man. It's just the most amazing thing ever. Amazing. Uh, it's just, uh, Hard. It's hard to explain, but I'm glad you asked. I well, someone has to ask you. <laughs> That's your job, right? But I mean, the serpent. The uh, but I mean, the serpent. What, was he really that bad? He was just, you know, the serpent, uh, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, the Morning Star. Yeah. He was just yeah. trying to give us the knowledge. What What's the big deal? Yeah, he was a one-eyed scientist, and uh, we should trust science. Trust um, science. It, that's right. Yeah, it's because it's always <laughs> safe and it's always safe and effective. Of course, that's why young people are dying today. <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! Well, it was it was God's plan, though, in my opinion. If you want to go down uh, the God uh, route, I mean, God yeah. wanted them all dead. That's why He told me to take the vaccine. Right. And now we're right. off the show. Now the the show's in, uh, over. By the way, it is. Well, after I said that, yeah, we're gonna get pulled. Oh, oh! I never were, said anything. I said the V word. Oh damn! Oh my God! <laughs> show's over. <laughs> I should have censored myself. The vac. <laughs> scene <laughs> oh my okay um back on i'm track. trying to i'm trying yeah i'm trying to be good here but um <laughs> i know you are you're, you're on your best behavior you're with me robert you're having fun see this is what i uh love about you robert you know you come on this program what? you're yourself it's not like you are talking to ian punnett you know what i'm saying oh jesus yeah god bless ian punnett oh um, my god <laughs> Okay, so so one of the things I heard was real, uh, because everybody's talking about the Middle East again. Right. There was a guy who did a presentation, very interesting research, and or it was a whole other perspective I never came across before about Abraham. Mm -hmm. And he allegedly, uh, the way it was, this person was looking at it was that um, he was having a conversation with God, the real God. The real God, the OG God. Okay, but I'm just let's just, let's just get through this because okay. it's it's really interesting to me. Walk he me said the covenant allegedly was if you keep my tenants, you will inherit the land that is real in heaven. How did that get so turned around into? Oh, you must go over the hill and kill those people and that's call a, that place Israel. Yeah, that was a hard left turn there, huh? Um, okay. Well, it's a, I'll tell you, my interpretation is exactly what I told you before. No matter how many times we get an intervention 
uh, here in this our crazy hell universe, uh, there's always these individuals that are trying to maintain it. So they distort yeah. the truth, constantly inverting and perverting and, and distorting everything that is divine and true. And apparently it exists outside. I mean, this if this isn't real, I mean, the state of is not real. Mm. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't quote me on that. But it, uh, feel free to use it, but don't quote. I'm, I'm not the... Uh, yes, I'm a wise ass, but it's the the truth is I'm 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 just giving you information that was given to me, insights that were passed on to me because I, for whatever reason, do have a a tenuous connection to God, the real God, the not the biblical. Yeah, the right fabric and the space. Uh, um, Robert, for whatever you, you talk reason, to, uh, yeah, you really talked to the man at one time, and that's one thing that we we should probably uh, mention here really quickly: your okay. experience okay. with uh, with <laughs> you know, speaking of God, and then of course we can talk about Bill Gates and and the AI oh, stuff, yeah. and we'll get <laughs> into that in a second here. But yeah, but Bill Gates yeah. also, you know, very unsavory character. You know what, what he does in his private life. Even the wife didn't want anything to deal with that. <laughs> Obviously, that's when the Epstein allegations came through. She yeah. was like, I don't want anything to do with uh you bill but let, let's continue with the god talk here we go okay well um i uh, i really didn't understand what was happening to me but but in retrospect i can tell you i was waking up the light i was in i was actually waking up in heaven although we call it the holy spirit i knew i wasn't here any longer and people that have near-death experiences ex they describe it all very similarly and out-of-body experiences, too. There's a continuity there. It's it's impossible for all these people that never met each other to be having this, just basically same describing experience. this. Yeah. yeah, the same situation experience. Okay, so I again, uh, there's, a, there's a big part of it I'm, I am still unable to consciously remember, and I, I still feel it's part of my protection because, um, oh boy, being here is difficult. And part of me doesn't want to be here anymore. One foot in, one foot out. I, I've noticed that about you, Robert. I, I mean, I didn't yeah. want to say that to you, uh, yeah. you know, uh, through an email. But, you know, all these years knowing you, Robert, I kind of felt like you, you kind of want out of here. No, I really do. And I told you that last time. That's my goal. Jesus, is to leave Robert. this world. No, no, but it's my goal to leave this world and this universe permanently it, and it's not just my goal, it's the goal for all souls or spirits that are here in this illusion, in this movie, uh, portraying characters that are not real. The state of is not real. And that's, that's who we are now. However, who, who are we? Who are we in heaven? We are is real light. We are the is real light. We are the shining ones. We are the Anunnaki. From heaven to earth we came. That I, I, I thought Sitchin was nuts when he said that. It didn't make any sense. Oh, in a rocket. You came from heaven in a rocket? That just, come on. That just doesn't make sense, you know? Now it does. Now I get it. Yeah. I it, really do. In mankind's early inception, uh, specifically the ancient Babylonians, you know, they had advanced knowledge of the stars and mm -hmm. they recorded it all on clay tablets. And, you know, my mind, again, I, I've said this before on the show, but, you know, my yeah. mind begins to race as I ponder who the hell taught them all that and how. <laughs> How did they get so advanced in, in any of it? I mean, someone had to guide them through it. 
Yeah, but he when he said heaven, when they came heaven to earth, you know, from he, they came. What did I just say? From earth to heaven, <laughs> heaven to earth. They, the bottom line is they they didn't come from outer space. We all came from heaven into this universe that we created. There's a difference, and that's really what they were talking about on the on the most purest, highest level of truth. That's what that was meaning of from heaven to earth they came. That's us. We are the Anunnaki. We are the Israel light shining ones. We are the aliens, in other words. This universe is alien, period. Yeah, yeah it's we're not, not from here. I agree. No, well, this, okay. We came through here like no, a, yes. like but a, we, well, we also created mm -hmm. here. That's the weird part. We don't, and we don't want to take credit. For, we don't want to take responsibility for this creation and these experiences. And that's a form of insanity or amnesia, however right. you want to look at it. So it is a, it's interesting to me. Look, the, the, the Course in Miracles was dictated or transmitted to a female psychiatrist or psychologist in New York. Why? Because it's a mental problem. It, you know, I mean, <laughs> we, which really is not your brain. It's your soul. Mm. Uh, that's, that's where the information is coming from and going back to. It's a feedback mechanism, you know, and even though we feel like we're individuals, we are like cells in a body. We're individuals within a collective, a greater body of light, a, a greater body of consciousness and creativity. And we have taken that into a very uh, inverted place. We took all that divinity and turned it into something profane. Right, right. And uh, temporarily. Temporarily, yes. And, yeah. um, Temporarily insane. Or Temporarily insane. Yeah. I agree. And by the way, Robert, um, we yeah. are joined by a caller right now. Let, let's take their call and okay. let's see if they want to add anything here to the conversation. Caller, you are live and direct. Go ahead. Hey, Michael. Hey, how are you? How's it you? going, guys? We're good. We're good. Just talking here about all the world's issues, the, the things that matter the most. Uh, go ahead if you have uh, anything to add. Well, I, I've been following uh, Robert Stanley for a while now since... Uh, I don't know. This is your first story about the Malibu thing, and uh, oh wow, that's many years now. Yeah, it's uh, it's Robert and uh, Doctor Scott McQuay that actually have woken me up and, and know what this place really is. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of uh, uh, Doctor Scott McQuay, Robert? I'm trying to. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for calling, and. Um... I say the last name a little slower because I'm having a hard time understanding what you're saying. It's uh, Dr. Scott McQuaid. No, I I don't think I have. Oh man, you need to look this guy up in in uh, interviews on YouTube because he uh, he's pretty accurate on a lot of things. On on uh, he he uh, he he reads the uh, Sumerian tablets, uh, the cuneiform, all that stuff. Yeah. And he breaks it down to when when uh, Adam and Eve, the whole uh, rib, mm -hmm. the whole rib, taking the rib out of Adam. Ah, yes, yes. Which ri the rib is is ribonucleic acid, which you can't clone. You have to. You need ribonucleic acid to clone a person. So he says that he wow. that he said that he he said that uh, that the 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 creators, the Anunnaki, or or should I say uh, Enki, put Adam to sleep and he took mm -hmm. him somewhere to clone him to take the rib and then he said he placed him back in the garden of eden 
but he never said he woke him up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are sleeping right now. We're dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> and and a lot of the, the, I mean, oh man, it's just recently in the, in the last four or five years, my mind has just, just blown up with so much like awareness of, of everything. The whole alien thing. I, I don't even believe in that stuff anymore because it's, if, I mean, if, a real alien doesn't even need a body. A body has right. too much, too much maintenance. It gets sick. It needs it needs to eat. It needs a roof over the head. It needs clothes. It gets cold. It gets so much. Yeah. I think it was uh, uh Robert Bigelow, the 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 what's the the, the Boeing guy. The, no, he has his uh, own space, aerospace company. But right. go ahead. They, they asked. Yeah, they asked him about aliens, and he said, "You know what? Aliens have been under our noses all along." <laughs> yeah it, it's because it's because they're all around us they they look at us they, they this is why the government will not tell you they exist because it's a frightening image that they're all around you they watch you bathe they watch you have sex they see us see us do everything that's why they will never come clean about that like richard they ramirez exist, <laughs> like, exactly they exist they exist <laughs> they the exist night stalker without, yeah, they, they they were probably feeding off of them, you I know, bet. because everything yeah. everything has has to eat. Everything has to eat. If you don't well, have a body, universe, then what do yes. you eat? You you eat energy. Yeah, yeah. So they, I understand. they they hop around from house to house to see what kind of food you're giving out. Wow. So whatever it is you're throwing out your window, if you throw sandwiches out your window, if you throw potatoes, <laughs> whatever, you attract animals to come and eat it. You attract right. raccoons, you attract possums. To, well, if your energy in your body is coming out and you're throwing out this certain energy, uh-huh. these things will come right in here and eat. Yeah, and if we've talked still about hungry that a lot. And, you're yeah. not, and you're not feeding them anymore, they'll give you more trouble. They'll give you more whatever it is you're feeding them so that it can, you can keep feeding them. There's a lot of these drug right. addicts out there talking to themselves and and because they're not talking to themselves, there's somebody right, there. Yeah. They're talking to them. They're telling them, hey, let's go check this person and right. we can go get some more heroin. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Uh, it's funny, caller, that uh, you say that, by the way, because uh, me and Robert um, were talking earlier, sending messages to each other on the computer here. And I, I had told him, <laughs> you know, these thoughts are, are not your own. And the voice that you hear in your head, it's, they're, they're not, it's not you. That, that's right. coming exactly. from somewhere else. Exactly. And that's why you wow. have all these crazy people walking around talking to themselves. You think they're talking on on the Bluetooth speaker uh, to someone, but <laughs> yeah. they're usually talking to themselves, and they're insane, and they're having these full blown conversations. Uh, th- that they're they're talking to a demon, an entity, yes. uh, some some something from another dimension is going on in their heads, and it's making them kill. Yes. It's making them uh, beat their kids, their girlfriends, their wives. I'm. Mean, it's a. It's a. It's, tragedy really but it's yeah. true it's true uh, your thoughts are not your own ladies and gentlemen yes and yet another thing our, our everything we talk about is it's like a telephone number so when you talk about certain things somebody listens and that's right where you're at and see what the conversation is about because it's a it's a frequency and it's a vibration it's a sound you're sending out so they come to you to see what you're you're talking about i've proven mm. this I've proven this theory before because I, after listening to, to Dr. Scott McQuaid and, and, and you, Robert, I, I've talked to friends about certain things, and I 
I only talk to people that actually, that I know that they're okay. This guy's smart enough to understand what I'm talking about. But when they're not, I don't even open up the conversation because it's, it's casting your pearls among the swine. They're not going <laughs> to understand it, so don't even waste your time I like this trying guy. to make them understand. <laughs> so one time yeah. I, was, I was talking to this guy about this, all of this, and uh, this, this, this random person popped up. Like, he came in in the business where I was at, and it was a random, like, you know, it was an Asian person. And he started speaking to me in Spanish, like, perfect Spanish. He said he didn't even speak English. Can you, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What the hell? Okay, all right. It's, you know, there's, there's people out there that speak like that, you know? And yeah. uh, he, he showed me a design that he wanted to get. It, I, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm a tattoo artist. I've been tattooing for over 30 years. And wow. this, this, out of the 30 years, I've never gotten a request for this. Just when I finished talking to this guy about the Anunnaki mm. and Orion and all this stuff, wow. this guy pops in, and he's Asian, and he asks me, hablas español, do you speak Spanish? I'm like, whoa, okay, that, that's weird. I, I never, you know, okay, all right, I, I'll, you know, I'll, t- I'll talk to you. So he shows me a picture from over the counter and I, on his phone. And I'm like, you know what? I can't see it. You have to come in here because I'm, I'm, I was, I had gloves on and I'm tattooing. So he comes in and he shows me the Orion constellation. That's what he wanted to get. And I just, it just sent shivers on my body. All my hair stood up. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! I just finished talking about this, and this guy walks in. What a synchronicity! And the cust, the customer looked shocked too. Like, whoa, what the hell? So I gave him the price. He walks out. And then my friend jumps off the chair. I want to see. I want to see where he goes. He went out the door, and the guy was just gone. Yeah, figures. I'm like, and that, that's when that's when I started thinking. You know what? Sometimes, I guess you send out a certain certain signal, yeah. and uh, they hear it, and they come in to see what what's going on, what's this conversation about, or Ooh. who are these people that are talking about me Creepy. or what. But yeah, that was a yeah. weird experience. Oh yeah, that's a crazy but experience. I think yeah, but I think that's, you know, the, the Bible tells you that in, in the beginning, the word was God. A word is that. A word is frequency, vibration, and sound. I think mm-hmm. that's what the, that, without that, nothing exists. Right. And I think, Robert, you should look into uh, talking to him or getting him. I'd love to see both of you guys talk about, what you know, this, this, this subject, because uh, Dr. Scott McQuaid has a lot of input that I'm like, wow, this guy, you know. Are you saying, hang on, are you saying his name is Mick Quaid? No, Dr. Scott, Scott, like, uh. Yeah, Dr. Scott, but his last name, is it Mick Quaid? McQuaid, like M-C-Q, yeah, Q-U-A-T-E, I think, McQuaid? McQuaid. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll look. I'll Dr. look. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look, look into, into it. him. We could probably Brother, bring him on. you will, you will, uh. <laughs> You would want, you would want, I wish I could talk to him, like, because he offers these one-on-one classes, you know, and okay. uh-huh. I live in, I live, I live near LAX, I'm, and I'm, you know, like oh, I geez. say, I'm a, tat- I'm a tattoo artist, and it's like, yeah. it's really bad, I don't have money like that, but I wish I could take a one-on-one class with him, because that's what he offers, he Understood. says he teaches everybody, he says, okay. he says the, the actual Freemasons, Illuminati come to him to, to, to learn one-on-one, you know, wow. but, uh, yeah, and he talks about the the uh, the, the, the Noah's flood. You know, the, yeah. the uh, I think his name was Sia Sudra, the original Noah. And you know what? They're talking about this in the news right now that they found 
the Ark of the Covenant, or no, the Ark, the boat, the, they actually found it and blah, blah, blah. We're like, at you know now, what? though. I mean, uh, there's been news stories of for the last, like, uh, forever now. Right. Since the exactly. 90s, talking about, but, oh, well, you know. You know. But, but you know what an Ark is? An Ark could be a little crate. That's true. With DNA, with DNA samples, of well, hair samples of a lion. That, yeah, of we've a, heard these you stories. Don't need, yeah, you don't need, you don't need an actual boat. But the story goes that, that uh, Sia Sudra, that Enki told Sia Sudra, his half-son, to build a little boat, get his some animals in there so he could eat and his family and get the hell out because my father is sending a flood to get rid of a... Because he said we're getting too loud. That means they right. can hear everything we say. This is why they moved to Antarctica or the moon, because they can hear everything we talk about. Hmm. I think you... You know, I think you guys were talking about the whole Planet X thing in the beginning. Sure. Yeah, I think you know what I think this this thing is probably here already. It's been here, and we just can't see it because we only see what like one, two, five percent of the light spectrum. We, we're blind. Yeah, maybe maybe it's here. We it's don't even see it. I yeah. like or that theory. Maybe we're even, you know what? We're we might even be living on it, and we only live on a little. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, this is a prison planet, like Robert uh, has yeah. said for many years. Yeah, 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 it's it's it's. <laughs> there you go. It's but God divided the waters from the waters. That means we're in a little bubble underwater, probably. Mm. Well, what did they say about the the telescope up there in space that it was developing a, a moisture? If there's supposed to be space, there's not supposed to be any water up there. Uh, don't who's, don't who's, tell me. No, you, no, no. Who's, by the way, there's water up there. Yeah, yeah, there there's there, there's been. Um, I've seen photographs of uh, bubbles uh, plenty of times. Um, by the way, um, right? color. By, by the way, you're not a flat earther, though. Though, though are you? It's. I'm not a flat earther, Uh-oh. but now I'm starting to think oh, that no. we are on a on a planet. They got you. He's a semi flat earther. Semi. Like semi flat earth. Like it's sort of. It's sort of like putting a. It's sort of like just putting don't, a, a just don't be an anti semi flint flat. Right. Anti semi flat earther. That's that's prejudice right there it, i don't Sorry. know i think that's what i'm starting to think now because at first i used to find, right. think the same thing flat earth blah that's fucking insane that's crazy but now yeah. i'm like what if we are on a bigger planet but in in a, in a encapsulated in a little bubble where we yeah. can't leave and, and that's where they started mining the gold in this little bubble we're going to try this little bubble now and once it's out of gold out of gold then we're going to move the bubble to a new area and start it all over again. Mm. It, it, I, I think we are the, the best AI ever created. We, oh, we self that's a good maintain, one. Ma- we <laughs> self-maintain ourselves. We, we, yeah. we multiply ourselves. We are the best AI created. All the muscles are right in the, in the right spots for us to work. He's got a good point there. And I think once we become a little too aware, that's when... The big uh, reset comes in. The big in reset comes in. Oh, and... by, by the way, caller, um, you're are you religious by any chance? I'm I'm not religious. Not religious. At okay. All. Um, I think I think that uh, all those stories, are, you know, in the Bible are all borrowed from different cultures, and they just adopted it as their own thing. But a lot of the stuff in the Bible is true. But you need to like the Noah. The Noah story is way older than the Bible. The Adam story is way older than the Bible. It comes from the Sumerian text. Oh, he's got a point these, there, Robert. All these, yeah. all these, these stories, stories do predate borrowed. the Christian Bible, as you know, and they're borrowed, yes. you know, yes. as you know, as you know. 
And heavily edited, yes. Right. So, yeah, yeah you're making some great points Christian here. Names. Right. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't think we're supposed to be here. This is a... <laughs> well, uh, see, the, the, this is why I believe in panspermia, basically. The, look, the, the, the story said, let us make man in our image. Who is us? Who is us? Who, let us make man in our image. And the answer was no. So we went ahead and created man. Ma make and create. Those are two different things. Everything hmm. that God made was good. Everything that, that God made was created. Everything that was created was bad. We are created. We are not made. Uh, you're proving my point of what I said before. We created this universe. Yes. Uh, it's not heaven, which is our original yeah. home. Yeah. Well, we all, we're all we all in agreement think, here, <laughs> in other words. I think, I think, I think it, there is a hell, though, I think. Hell. Because imagine, imagine this, okay, imagine everything's alive. A rock is alive, right? Technically. Can you imagine, can you imagine reincarnating into a rock? <laughs> <laughs> that that, that has got to be, that has got to be hell. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. That would be a uh, living hell. You, you're gonna see the whole world pass by, and you're just gonna sit there and just watch. It just, or not even watch. You just could feel it. That's all you could do is feel the the wind, the cold, the the sun. That's all you're gonna be. Able that's to like do. that's like something out of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> right. <laughs> my goodness. Um. Well, you know, I, we we could talk to you for for so long here, my friend, but um. We unfortunately can't hear, but I do want to thank you tremendously for the call. Don't be shy. Definitely give us a call whenever you'd like. Uh, I love the fact sure. that you're out here um, not too far away from uh, my neck of the woods. I might need a tattoo, by the way. Yeah. Hey, let me know. I might need, I might, I might want to get a face tattoo. I'm, I'm going all in. I might get a teardrop. I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. I killed a man. Anywho, oh, um, caller, thank Michael. you so much, my friend. I love you to death. Thank you so much for calling in. We will right, talk guys. again. All right, All right uh, guys. Take care. Take care. Be safe, brother. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, much love and respect to him. I'm so glad he called in. Uh, see, Robert, we, we have fun here on this program. Yeah, that was fun for sure. Yeah, I'm going to get a face tattoo by him. I, yeah, you might. Uh, you'd asked about aliens and UAPs and all that. Yes, sir. People, the so-called whistleblowers. um uh clearly we've had advanced technology on this planet it you know different times different degrees so-called advanced technologies and um yeah it doesn't really matter because it's that's not why we're here it doesn't really improve us as are the, the human condition or our spiritual awareness yeah ultimately it, that shit doesn't really matter right i mean it, it no. would improve our lives of having like free I mean, energy like air, and all that yeah, you air know, conditioning all the stuff is, on the surface yeah. would be great but yeah. Yeah. Uh, spiritually who we are in our lives even people that have have everything in their lives they still come to a point they still have right. that moment of clarity where they're like damn my life is effed you right unless you my life is work. yes <laughs> thank you um it, yeah it really isn't about achieving higher levels of technology. Where the, wherever it comes from, off planet doesn't matter because it's all one universe, and uh, we are the creators of it. So it doesn't surprise me that there's different levels of technology. But it's it, it's not really being used for the benefit of all. It's uh, it's more again just about keeping us divided and conquered. Right. Or more importantly, what I said before, it's about separating us as much 
as possible to the maximum extent mm. to experience that loss of at one mint. At one mint, like you said earlier in the conversation. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yes. And, and furthermore, do you feel like these entities are uh, creating war right now? Are they the ones behind it, behind humans' actions? They're in their heads of all these uh, global leaders, the elite, as they say. Yeah. Uh, is that what, what do you think is going on, um, Robert, ultimately? Yes, clearly. Yeah, 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 it is. But, you know, they're, again, they're not separate from us. They are us. We are, all have the capacity to be uh, so-called evil or um, psychopathic or however you want to look at it. But hey, it's the, all the matter. Main of, is, but then, Robert, it's all, it's all a matter of perspective, yeah. though, like the Palestinian people. You're born there. You see the West as these evil right. pieces of uh, garbage and trash. So it's all a matter of perspective. What's evil, what's good, it's all a matter of perspective. But they're, they're coming at it from a position of fear, as I said before, right, right. which leads to anger and then violence, which <clears throat> it just perpetuates this condition, which is psychotic. It really is. It all starts in the mind. Like I said, we were saying before, guns don't kill people. Right. People, people make that choice. It's an action that they take they after do. they make a decision. So um, we... Uh, <sighs> This all goes back to what I, I'm sorry to sound. I'm being, being rather repetitive That's okay. here. That's okay. <clears throat> uh, because it's it's a new concept to most people. Never ever heard this before. I heard it ten years ago, and I didn't. I couldn't. I refused. Some part of my ego wouldn't even let me have uh, this conversation we're having now. Um, I wasn't ready. The mind virus know, got you. Yeah. The wedding. Honestly, I was so busy fighting the good fight against the demons. Right. Not really realizing that I'd actually help create this hey, yeah, it and happens. perpetuate it. Yeah. Because I was enjoying being the, the you know, the Jedi. The Jedi. You know, fighting the dark side and all this crap. And, and then I, you know, now I'm, I've evolved to the point where I realized that is, that's, that could go on forever. That's like a hamster wheel. Right. You know, why would I want to do that? Well, uh, now that I realize you're at that phase now where you have to now destroy yourself, your past self and rebirth inside yourself. In other words, smoke well, DMT, by the way. <laughs> I'm joking. That's a joke, by the way. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> you're killing, you're killing me. I know, I know. So, so anyway, yeah. Um, you know, it goes back to this, what I said about forgiveness. I didn't say that. I'm just saying this is what Jesus had allegedly had transmitted to us. It's I mean, true, though. You do got to forgive the, the family, your parents, you know, I got to forgive mom and dad. Because, because if you don't, and I know this from experience, is that you, you start having panic attacks or, yeah. or worse, and um, it, it wrecks you. It wrecks you because it's the, it, it, all of that, all of this is unsustainable. It is going to, it's designed to fail because it is, divor we're divorced from God and we're separated from each other or anything that is divine in nature. It, and so, of course, it's, it, it <clears throat> at some point we get tired of the, of it and we just want to go home. Right. Okay. But it's not, it's, it, you know, when I said, when I said it, it sounds so simple. Oh, forgive yourself. Another day. Right. Robert. Uh, it's easy to say, but it's hard to actually do. It is. On a spiritual heart, on a heart level, on a spiritual soul level, to really truly do that from the perspective of why would I judge them? Why do I hate them? Why do I fear them? If this is just something, some illusory dream projection movie thing that we agreed to, to do temporarily, you know, um, and more importantly, if I want to leave, then 
if I don't forgive them, I can't let go of this. I can't disengage from the conflict. Right. You know, and, 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 and as a result, I'm stuck here. I'm still stuck here. On and Earth. It's, whose fault is that? Who, right. who can I blame for that? So obviously Nobody. you believe in reincarnation, in other words, um, Robert. But that's so. still a choice. Yeah, but I'm sure. just saying, based on what I just said, all right, that that would be a, a choice. It's a consequence of choosing to continue the certain types of behavior we just described, Yeah, which is the opposite of forgiveness and letting go of all the judgment and the duality. You know, to, again, to attain at one moment, it's not about sacrifice, it's or suffering, you know, it's about it's about forgiveness and obviously love. You, you got to have some courage in there too. Um, but more importantly, we have to. Okay, because we are um, emotional and mental in nature. Unless we have this conversation, it doesn't put things into the proper context. And I think this is the thing I've said before. And I'm going to repeat. Unfortunately, um, we are disoriented badly disoriented, severely uh, confused because everything's out of context. We believe that God created this universe and created us and is punishing us because we screwed up. You know, it's, it's, it's so backwards from what I just earlier have kind of laid out there that no, we chose to leave Yeah, on, on our own volition. We chose to leave that to makes experience sense. of this, right. you know, because Look, you can't say to me, God is a loving, perfect, you know, all-knowing everything, and but it created this this screwed-up universe where you, where galaxies collide and you know uh, continents collide and and people kill each other and now all the animals want to eat each other and I said, wait, wait, wait a minute, what kind of God would do that? Is that a perfect, loving God that created this imperfect universe? Just just the logic of that doesn't really add up. At yeah, it doesn't all. register to me either. Okay, but see, unless we have this conversation, we can't actually put things back. We're disoriented. We can't. It's like a, it's like a map. You look at a map, right? If you, if you don't know where north is, the map is worthless. Right. Okay. So this is what I'm saying. Heaven is the true north. <laughs> That's our. I home. like that. Yeah. All right. Everything else is just you know doesn't it, it, without that it, it's it, 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 we can't find our way through the whatever back to where we need to where we want to go or how to get there. So I, I, I know people have listened to me over the years and I appreciate that. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm sincere about, you know, the, when I say these things in the past, I meant it, but I was, it, it was misleading people unintentionally. That doesn't excuse it at all. It in happens, fact, if though. anything, that, that no, does I know, happen, it, you know, I understand. We've talked about this before, but yeah. I, I just want to kind of clarify. I really feel an obligation because as, as a public speaker, when I when I said something incorrectly, even if it was the best of intentions, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> literally, right, right. I I feel I feel obligated to um to, to hopefully correct that or at least amend it, you know, so that people because it's it's a huge responsibility. I feel it's it's a privilege. Hey, you're not but it's wrong also about huge, that. You you do have to. It's a huge um, responsibility. Yeah, you do that's have what resp I feel. Right. You do have a response. It, it, it might sound a little pretentious at first for those hearing it, but for those mm. who don't know, there, there are a lot of people out there who do look up to you to a certain degree, Robert, and you know they follow your words and they, they feel like they've known you as well. Like they, they feel like you're a friend to them in some regards. Well, that's my intention, Michael, because we're all family. At least that's the way I perceive yeah. us. 
that we're all family. So why wouldn't I treat you like, you know, I'm just being honest, but at the same time, I could be misinforming uh, people because I don't understand things correctly, you know? And I hear a lot of this too, you know, for on the internet, people will, will say the craziest things, to my opinion, sure. that, that I actually that I know is, is incorrect, but, but they obviously believe it. And there's a danger in that because the, the more you believe something and the way you present it from your personal perspective, then you can influence other people. And that's, that's the buzzword right now. You want to put content out there and be an influencer. Why? I don't want to influence anybody. I'm just sharing information. And if, you, if it resonates with you, great. And, and hopefully we're going to help each other move forward. Move forward, right. And uh, Victoria you know? in the chat room, by the way, says, how would a yeah. loving God make such vile creatures as humans or allow babies to be <laughs> murdered, etc.? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I agree with that. But okay. But well, then what? How do we explain all that? Where did this... Well, then who did create this universe? And that's why... The Disappearing Universe, the yeah. book, The Disappearing Universe. Great book, by is the it, way. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've been sharing it with people. Mm -hmm. I have zero expectation that anybody's actually going to read it. But if they do, wonderful. Yeah. Because, you know, it's eventually it, we're all going to remember. But this is accelerating the, the process of us remembering and more importantly, becoming properly oriented, putting things into the proper context so that we can then decide, hey, do I want to continue in this this movie playing a, a fictitious character named Robert, uh, or do I want to go home when the opportunity presents itself? I will leave permanently leave yeah. this this movie and go back home to who where I you know the the real the this matrix real. system. Um, that's what <laughs> the, really is it real, is. The, uh, it is the, really, yeah, the, right. He is real. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, man. No, the I, timing of that couldn't be more perfect, right? I did. Because people are so pissed. What do you mean you support Israel? No, I said heaven is real. That's our home. That Boy, is hey. our home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, great times, great times, uh, Robert. You know, I I always love having you on here in the program. You know, and <laughs> I you. always appreciate your honesty and. Just your willingness to share with us here. It's something that I find remarkably um, refreshing, I would have to say. Just like this program, it's a breath of fresh air, as they say. Very <laughs> yeah. much different than the other shows out there. You know, it sounds good. The message is good. You know, other shows out there, the audio is like really shitty. This one, it's, 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 a, it's amazing here. It's like we're in a studio. But in reality, yeah. in reality, I'm like, I'm like 100 feet underground in like a boiler room, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty much that's chained. Okay. I'm pretty much chained up right now. By the way. Oh god. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the magic of uh, technology. But oh yeah. Good times. But you're doing great, Michael. I'm and doing I appreciate good. you good. having me. Yeah, I appreciate Robert. you having me back. I'm glad that you're hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I'm doing better than uh, I'm doing better than uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I heard. You know, um, there was other things besides that island he was doing. You look up Zorro Ranch sometimes. Oh, of course I knew. I, yes, he was very much into eugenics like all the Nazis are. You know, they, he wanted to have all these uh, kids with certain traits. Very um, Hitler-esque. And what's been revealed is that they were, um, and this is horrific. Oh, no. They were, um, they were impregnating women and then before they came to term, aborting the child and taking the fluids and in, and then absorbing or injecting them 
That sounds about their, right. I mean, that, that is so incredibly, okay. You know, we, we use it, it. Okay. We use this phrase a lot. They're playing God. They're playing God. And, right. And they are, and they're doing it very poorly. The, you know what I mean? The, this is I'm a very you. poor substitute. Yeah. This is a very poor substitute. It's, it's, it, it, they really do. If you, if you can look at it objectively, you'd have to say, my God, they are insane. They are spiritually corrupt to the point where they don't even know. And I believe that's why Jesus said, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Because they sure act like they don't know what they're doing. It's like I texted you earlier. They, they look human, but they don't act like they it. They don't so act they, human. I, it's probably, you know, that they're hijacked on some level uh, that is really Israeli? committed. Israeli? No, no, no. They're, they're committed to... <laughs> they, <laughs> the, these demonic spirits are um, committed to perpetuating this fake universe, this illusion, uh -huh. this movie. So they do these, they, they uh, manipulate us into doing, you know, okay, here's the thing. If you're doing a movie, you've got to have a certain amount of drama. They call those plot complications. I used to mm -hmm. study script. I never got into it deeply, but Typical I, I understand. Formula one, yeah, 101 yeah, yeah, of Hollywood yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, movie. Uh-huh. All right, so the the plot or the what do they call it? Uh, projection trajectory whatever you you keep increasing the drama mm. by creating more conflict ah yes and wh why because that engages the audience it draws them mm. in because you want to know how do they get oh, out right. of the situation you gotta know <laughs> you know you know and every movie's like that it is until you get a happy ending. Until you get happy ending. And Robert, I got to say, you know, these movies, the, the, this formula, you know, I'm so tired of it, by the way. Yeah, the, the whole, The whole, you know, the, the, the character, the main character finds a girlfriend, finds the girl, they fall. I, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I really can't stand that anymore. I mean, we've seen how many movies like that. It, it, it just gets tiresome. And I don't know why Hollywood continues to throw that out at me. And, I'm, and I, re, I refuse to watch anything like that uh, these days. I see that yeah. and, and I'm just like... I mean, you could do better than that, Hollywood. I mean, seriously, let's get rid of that. Let's just flush it down the toilet, um, Robert. I mean, it's gross. It's yeah, it's it's not entertainment. It's not it's an and I don't want it's to, entrainment, and, Michael. It, there's a difference. It, there's a difference, they, but you know, I don't also yeah. want to see two men kissing either. Oh, whatever. It's and all I don't about want to manipulating see two, us. And I don't want to see a couple either, a heterosexual, a lesbian. I don't want to see any of that. I, I think it sort of takes away from the movie, in my opinion. I, you know, love yeah. scenes, all that shit. I don't care for any of it, to be honest. I just want something <laughs> entertaining. That's all. Right. But again, it's that's not what Hollywood, why it exists. And that's why I'm not, I don't, that's why I don't like Hollywood. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. you're, you're normal. I am. I, it, because only abnormal people would, especially the horror films. I, I, I know I've got a good friend and he's like, he, he'll go see every last one of those. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And he goes, it, it, I don't know. It's, oh, it Robert, just calm down. like a rush. Be careful. I mean, I like horror films too. Do you? Yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> I mean, that's okay, sort of fun. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just, it does to me that I you can't care even understand it. it. You, you, you're no. out. You don't like that. Well, it, make, it, it gives me anxiety, okay? Ah. If, if people like the, you know, the adrenaline and the heart pounding, <laughs> whatever. I don't like, okay, I don't like roller coasters either, so there must oh. be something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You just don't like that kind of excitement, <laughs> that's all. And to me, that's not exciting. It's just irritating, but, that, you know. Well, I'm afraid of heights, so I get you. Ooh. Yeah, I can't be on a roller yeah. coaster. Come on. 
I can't well, be on are, I, I can't be on Virgin Galactic, you know, going to space. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. Which is another uh, another uh, yeah. quagmire. I mean, uh, they're halting their space tourism. Last I read, and and Robert, I got to be honest with you, there's no chance in hell I would ever get in one of those uh, things. By the way, well, you yeah, because you can't really get out because you know we're in a dome. That's what I'm. That's what I heard. We're in a dome, <laughs> according to the flat earthers. Well, it's it's a snow globe, right? You know, and uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> my God! Well, Robert, we we have kind of finished um, our our uh, interview here with you. I mean, I, Thank I, you. I do love and respect you as a friend, as a person. I think you are a great individual. And again, I don't really Thank affirm you. anyone in any at all. But I'm going to start doing that now. As um, as right. you know, I'm a man of God now, so I, I have right. to. Um, do these sort of things, say these sort of things before it's too late, because, you know, we can all just be gone by tomorrow. And then I've never said anything nice to you. And, oh, okay. you and know I would feel bad if I did. You. you know, what's weird. I was thinking that today, if I, if I ever get back on coast to coast, I was going to thank George and the rest of the crew for having me on all these years. Yeah. And now that you're doing that, I'm going to have to say this to you. Thank you, Michael, for having me on over the years and being a friend and a confidant and uh, uh you know doing a stellar job as Thank a host you. that's it's not that easy people it's don't not. realize this it's it's easy for me to to be interviewed it's actually very difficult to come up with the questions and then listen to what your answers right. you know it's a bit difficult it, it, it's a bit difficult but also you, you know when, next time you get on coast definitely mention my name on air they love when you do that <laughs> they really love when you do that so yeah keep, okay. keep prodding them <laughs> Love that. Um, but Robert, once again, I do want to thank you so much for being a part of the program. Yeah. We're, we're going to be pleasure. back. Yeah, you're going to be back on here again. There's so much that we didn't talk about because we, you know, we have so much fun together that we go all over True. the place and we always bring it back on track and give the people what they want. They're always entertained by us. They really love uh, both of us. And I, I see it. I read all the emails. You know, you're oh. one of the most, and I say this to a few guests, but for sure, no doubt, you are one of the most beloved uh, guests that we do have here on the program. So, um, Robert, just wow. know that you are loved. Don't ever uh, get Thank these you. thoughts about leaving the earth. Uh, you do mean something to people. You have meaning here, okay? So don't, don't, right. go, yeah, don't, don't listen to the voices. Uh, your thoughts and opinions are not your own, my friend. Okay, I'll stick around. There you go. <laughs> there he goes. Thanks, thanks again, Michael. You got it, brother. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Plug yeah. your site before you. Um, oh, yeah, um, Robert Stan. Yeah, robertstanley.substack.com. Is that how it works? Yeah. Dot, I think that's two dots, Robert. Anyway, it's, um, it's, also, subst it's substack.com slash at sign Robert Stanley. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, and I put unicusmagazine.com back up. Perfect. I'm still I, I'm still working on it, so please be patient with me. Um, and if the internet is shut down next week, hey, whatever, we yeah. had a good run, right? We had a great run together, and yeah, <laughs> hopefully Biden doesn't turn this into um, the internet uh, of uh, you know, like in China and other places. Yeah, digital the world. gulag, right? Oh and my with goodness, social credit yeah. yeah whatever oh my god what a world we live in robert and again yeah. i'm so glad i i've met you um not you know not in person but we've met here we've connected and uh, yeah. we've opened many hearts and minds and that's what it's all about awesome thank you michael you got it brother talk to you again on the other side absolutely mahalo mahalo
And there he goes, boys and girls. That was my guest, Mr. Robert Stanley. For those who um, were wondering who on earth is this man here, we must know. His name is Robert Stanley. Look him up. Go to his website. And uh, wow, we um, successfully did another live uh, program here. I had a great time. I hope you had a great time, most importantly. And uh, yes, my goodness, time really flew by. And, I, you know, when Robert is here, you know, we talk about everything. We go all over the place. And usually that's what you have to expect here on this program. You know, we don't like doing what other shows do. That's the thing. We don't want to be a carbon copy of this other shit you listen to. That, that's not what we do here. This is, a, um, this is a very special show. It's a VIP only show. And we only want those who want to learn and learn these uh, amazing messages that we present to you each and every time we come here. A lot of things go over the guests' heads and uh, the listeners out there. That's why you got to go back and listen. And uh, you can go back and listen by searching the Michael Deacon program wherever you listen to podcasts or, or if you want bonus material, go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And right there, you'll find bonus free shows, by the way. More free shows will be available for you guys out there. And yeah, I'm looking at the time here. And holy hell, time has really slipped on by. And I do want to thank all of you out there in the chat room. And yes, join the form, michaeldeacon.com. And if you see where the little section that says form, go and sign up, by the way. We would love to um, talk to you on the interweb here on the message board. Yes, michaeldeacon.com. Get on the form, sign up today if you haven't already. And also, look, if you like the program, kick us down a few dollars here. Keep the show ro rolling. If you really like the program, donate today. Sign up to the Patreon. Sign up right here on YouTube. Help a brother out. If you like the program, keep it rolling. Oh, yes, keep it rolling, boys and girls. And my God, what a show it was. It, it was amazing. I'm so glad we had Robert here, boys and girls. Truly a fascinating guest, a fascinating person. In my opinion, in my opinion, and yes, you hear the music, that means it is that time to get out of here. Gonna leave you with a love song, by the way, since this is all about love here. Once again, boys and girls, I'm Michael Deacon, your fearless leader, and I will return again very, very shortly, maybe even tomorrow. Keep it locked here. Once again, boys and girls, I shall see you most likely tomorrow. I am the man behind your window watching you sleep at night. Don't forget it. Yeah. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time. Mahalo.
nobody home Yes, we're all alone And well, it's wrong or right 